Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> we uh we had a issue just now where we were <laughs> we did our intro and then it was the volume anyway, we're having a pro and I'm almost fifty. And so uh I felt like the intro was like little choppy. Well, we stopped in the middle of the intersection and then like, do you go? Do you stop? Do you reverse? Yeah. Yeah. And the person behind you is like, you're a moron. (laughs) I'll just stay back here. (laughs) Welcome to States Exhibit. Uh, Get ready for some professionalism. Yeah. We're super professional. I don't know. I'm so confused. I feel like it's a four-way stop of my life. (laughs) Well, it's like a four-way stop with a roundabout and a stoplight. Or the calming circles. Have you heard that? That's a calming circle. So we've Can got. Can I get the, one for my house? It doesn't work. Oh. We, we've got this neighborhood that I guess people have been cutting through to get on and off the highway faster, and so they put in calming circles, which are just roundabouts, but quite smaller and not built for vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> it's built for skateboards. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that they call them calming circles. A calming. It sounds like a roundabout. It's a roundabout. It's just small, and it does not calm people. But I guess maybe it slows their cars down. It slows down. you down because you're like, fuck, am I going to even fit? Call it God. a round speed bump. <laughs> just like, That's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. I hate speed bumps. At our high school, like, I will drive all the way. I'll, like, weave around all the way through the parking lot, yep. like, just to avoid speed bumps. And yeah. I'm like, ooh, I can hit that kid. Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, I said no speed bumps. There's softer I'll make, speed bumps. <laughs> I'll make one exception. <laughs> I told you about what my mom told me growing up. What? I, I believe this really until probably about sixth grade. My, uh, I'm a twin. My mom said we were runners. And so we'd get out of the car and go in two different directions. Now, I would think go after the prettier child. Which, yeah. But anyway, she loved us both, and so she made up this lie that oil stains and parking lots were where dead children had run away from their parents and got <laughs> gotten hit by cars. <laughs> and so we would pass, and even on days that we weren't running, we're like, that's a fat one, Mama. And she's like, uh-huh. Yeah. I believed it until sixth grade when one of my friends, we were in a parking lot and I was like man that's a skinny one and a fat one that's double points they're like are you talking about the oil stains I'm like oh you don't know you those, don't know those are dead children they're like you're an idiot you're a complete moron I yeah. can't believe it took till sixth grade I, there was a lot that took till sixth grade <laughs> I feel like my lights didn't really turn on until like and like last week yeah, really. Serious? I know. The hubs will say he remembers everything from like two years old on. Well, yeah, I remember. I don't remember two. I remember four. Really? Yeah, because we had moved from from L.A. up to Portland, Oregon after my parents divorced. Well, after my mom divorced my dad because she wanted to be drunk and he wanted to be sober. Oh, that's a the 70s I mean, man. <laughs> the 70s. I can't believe there are two sides of that coin. I know. Well, I have a I have a health update. I know you guys are so excited to like I, I know you're wondering. I am. Why has Jen been coughing for fucking years? <laughs> <laughs> I've been wondering. <laughs> Literal years. Yeah. So, I got a chest x-ray in like January of 22. And then I go to the pulmonologist and he's like you got you know, your lungs are a little bit enlarged, but 
that could be because you teach hit three times a week and yeah. you're an athlete, or it could be asthma. And I was like, athlete? Yeah, I'm gonna, like, yeah. I'm gonna go with athlete because that sounds a lot better. Which you are. Right. And so I I said, okay. And he said, Well, if you keep copying, come back. Okay. So like 18 months later, I'm like, <laughs> I have fucking lung cancer. I I know it. I'm gonna be saying fuck a lot on this one because I'm like, I started the morning like yeah. real irritated. Yeah. Anyway. It's okay. I'm down for it. Yeah. I and think it's a great word. Yeah. Like, who said it was a cuss word anyway? I like that it's a cuss word because when it's used properly, it, it's got a well, lot of Well, you can impact. use it like before a word, after a word. You can make it its own word. It can be a verb. A it can person. be in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. I a mean, noun, in I the think. middle of a word. It's awesome. Yeah. It makes you feel better. It does make you feel better. So what the fuck happened this with your cough? This is the fuck episode. <laughs> That's just what we'll put on the on the intro. We'll put it. We'll I'll put a, a disclaimer on the notes. Beep. <laughs> so the uh, so I go to the pulmonologist again, and this is like I visit the doctor so often. I, I literally live at the doctor. It's like a part time job. I lose track because some of the doctors you go to, I'm like, nope, never heard of it. Oh, what is what is uh, ologist? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay, that's so. It's either good. me or them or the my kids or the dogs. Like, yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah. So I go back, and he's like, yeah, "So you recently got an a chest X ray?" And I was like, uh, "No." pretty sure that's and he's like he's like yeah i'm (laughs) i'm looking right at it (laughs) and i was like and he's like over at this hospital and i was like so i had to pull my calendar out because my life is on my calendar if my calendar goes away i'm dead i missed two weddings because i didn't put them in my calendar oh i'm telling you i am day to day i have to have it on my calendar it doesn't exist so i look at my calendar and i'm like oh yeah i did do that And he's like, he's like a former Air Force guy. And he's so funny. We were cracking up jokes the whole time. And he's like, should I send you over to the Alzheimer's wing? And I'm like, maybe. Sure. (laughs) Just put it on my calendar. I'll be there. Yeah. So he looks at my lungs. He compares the last lungs x-ray to this lung x-ray. And he's like, yeah, your lungs are really expanded. And literally my heart was in a different location than it should be. And I was like, your lungs had I was expanded? Like, it's in my shoulder. What the fuck? <laughs> that explains the so many the things. thumping that yeah. I was going to the doctor about next so week. So much louder. So I like it's literally like half an inch elevated where it should be. So he said that my That seems problematic. So it turns out I have asthma. I got a pocket protector with my inhaler. (gasps) Did you? That's awesome. Yeah, it was so exciting. Yeah, and some some, like birth control goggle glasses. We start talking with a little bit of a list. I love it. I got my (laughs) asthma. (laughs) My asthma, my inhaler. (laughs) So he's, so we looked at the two x-rays and it's just wild to me. Like, so he said that my, I don't expel enough oxygen out when I exhale and I'm like, it sure feels like I am. Because you're talking the whole time. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have the coughing fit later. And yeah. then I cough when I laugh. And I'm like, well, I have a podcast, Doc. Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, you cough, you cough a lot when you laugh. And I'm like, yeah, I'm literally coughing the whole entire It's a comedy podcast. I like, thought, what the fuck? I thought wheezing was just my cough. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I thought that was my laugh. Now. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't wheeze. Oh. So he says that it's allergy based because I'm 48. And I'm now I have asthma, asthma, and so asthma. like, what the hell? So it gives me trilogy. Trilogy is for people with COPD, like my dad, 
who was a smoker for like 900 years and now has the tubes in his nose. Yeah, but don't you think the two-year <clears throat> and enlarged lungs might put you into a category of needing something additional? Yeah, I started inhaling it. It's like inhaling some kind of cocaine. Uh, oh, has it made a difference? Yeah. Okay. Like the very first day, I, I took nice. a hit in the parking lot, I right? I was hit. like, I'm taking it right now. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so I inhaled. It tastes like shit. And then and then I didn't know, like, you're supposed to rinse your mouth out. So I definitely like, swallowed oh. water. And then it's like, no, that'll cause thrush. And I'm like, fuck. It says spit, not swallow on the back. <laughs> this episode, you know, girl. Yeah, this episode is not meant for yeah. everybody. No, this is not. I'll, I'll, I'll add an intro later at the end. <laughs> That's amazing that it made such a difference. Yeah, my cough is basically like 95% gone. Like I'll cough a little bit in the morning. What do you do with all your free time? Oh, oh, I'm doing that thing where when you lay down in your bed and close uh -huh. your eyes, you sleep. Uh -huh. What you mean like through the night? Yeah. Holy cow. And then like, I feel rested. It's mm. wild. I vaguely remember that. Oh, yeah. It was like, remember before you had kids? Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> it was too long ago. I remember it fondly. So I used to tell my, my twin brother growing up had asthma and I thought asthma was pretend. <laughs> I thought It's totally fake. I thought he was pretending and so i would like be on top of him just wailing on him yeah. and he's like stop stop i've got asthma i'm like if you're talking you're breathing that was my rule <laughs> you are satan i love it <laughs> yeah we yeah all these close twins were close it was just in a different way but i'm glad to hear you can oh talk yeah well me and, and my breathe. brother tried to kill each other multiple times oh yeah the hubs ha chased his brother around the house with a drill Oh, yeah. I chased my brother around with a butcher knife. Oh. Yeah. I locked oh, my brother in the, an empty milk truck once. So that's probably the worst. Was it ever. hot? Who cares? Yeah, it was a little hot. But did he die? I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, no, maybe in his soul. <laughs> like he's got a soul. Well, when we were looking at my chest x-ray, the doc's like, hey, look, you do have a heart. Don't let people tell you you don't. And oh, I was like, buddy. but it's black. <laughs> and he's like, it is. <laughs> Like my soul. Can you just write that down so I don't have to keep repeating that? Oh. Okay. Well, let's get started on this thing. So we, it's getting to be spooky season. Oh, I love it. And I love spooky season. I don't really. I actually don't like Halloween. I know it's not a. I, it's not, not a popular trendy opinion. Not yeah. to like Halloween. I am not a Halloween fan either. Well, I think the thing I get excited about is the transition to fall. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. Well. I got a type one diabetic and that's my issue. I'm like, can yeah. you give him a fucking pencil? Like why? I know. Why but, is it food? But yeah. but we did the episode last year yeah. on Halloween mm -hmm. and it's because of the poor kids and you know, whatever, but yeah. we're not poor. <laughs> With the razor blades a, and yeah. the pencils that they're going to chew on. <laughs> well, today we're not going to talk about razor blades and awful things. We're going to talk about haunted hotels. <laughs> I am so excited about this one. I, so just, I'm going to lay it out there. I am the biggest chicken. Even to this day, when I travel for work, I lock, double lock, I check under the beds. I even touch you the should. mirror to see if it's yeah. a one way. You should. I'm the biggest chicken. Well, I stayed I, in California when I was visiting my dad this last time. My cousin came out from uh, Sacramento and 
we had the second st- first of all i don't sleep on the floor on the floor like yeah. the ba- like the uh street floor no oh, you're going to that's level. where you get murdered yeah so i'm um, second floor minimum is a three story mm-hmm. and i had the you know that thing you open up and you put your suitcase on oh yeah well, so i folded it up and i closed the sliding glass door and i wedged it in there yeah, cuz i don't right. have a stick yeah, yeah. so norm cuz normally i'll i'll put a stick there to, to stop so you can't open the, the oh that's the, the, smart the sliding yeah. glass door yeah and so i put it there and she's like what the fuck is that and i'm like oh oh do you want to get murdered yeah it's okay. cute that you say that but uh-huh. we literally cover it every week and i can tell you a million different ways to die not me thank no, you no i will not be dying yeah well i can't wait to tell you a little bit about how i almost did but i want to hear oh you almost died show me the scariest haunted house you almost died when you were in the womb <laughs> well no i was i was hanging strong i just had to push you should have ate the other one <laughs> it's i had a twin in my neck <laughs> it's in my tooth they found teeth <laughs> Okay. All right. So I'm going to start off with, um, with uh, we're going to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, you know there's going to be tons of the ghosts. Gettysburg up there. address. Address. What was that address? Yeah, it was uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Was the address? Ghost Central. That's Let's not hear what it, it was. <laughs> four score and seven. four score and seven years ago, we started this podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People are like forward, forward. I have, I have thirty seconds. Hey Siri, fast forward everything. Now Siri's awake. Nope, nope. Stop it. Okay. All right. So we're going to the Farnsworth House Inn. It's a bed and breakfast mm, and a tourist attraction, which is why we're covering it. That sounds lovely. Yeah. It's supposedly haunted, which the business uses as promotional literature. Yeah, of course. Why would you not? Yeah. The land the inn was built on was previously owned by Reverend Alexander Dobbins. Dobbins. He subdivided the larger estate for the purposes of selling it, which like, uh, I feel like we're doing that in our town. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You've got millions of acres. Why not? Yeah. Just divide it up and then make more traffic. I like it. Mm -hmm. So later, John McFarland purchased the land and is stated to be the first recorded owner of the home. The the, the Farnsworth Farnsworth Inn. Doesn't that sound like an old like 80s version of the rich guy on every 80s television show? It does. Farnsworth. Farnsworth, where are you? Or is he the butler? (laughs) The butler, exactly. (laughs) So portions of the house are said to be dated back to the 1800s, and it's claimed to have been built uh, circa 1810. Oh, wow. Does it really matter? All right. Yeah. It's over 100 years old. Built well, not covered by the... uh... Probably not cracking like every single tile in my house. (laughs) (laughs) No one really knows the exact date. So McFarland owned the home until his death in 1851. At which point it became the property of the Bank of Gettysburg. Aww. We will take that now. Thank you Thank very much. Thank you for putting in the interest. <laughs> <laughs> so from eight from nineteen eighteen to nineteen fifty eight. So it's quite a bit of time. So that guy died and the bank owed it in eighteen fifty one. And then it wasn't until until nineteen eighteen. Oh wow. Yeah. What long, was it doing? Just sitting around? It was just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> Like my teenagers. Yeah. Anyway. Uh (laughs) So from 1918 to 1958, the property was then owned by this guy named George Black. No relation to George Strait. 
Or Sirius Black. Sirius Black. Who's Sirius Black? For real? For real. Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> Bitch, I know. Okay. <laughs> I was about to turn everything off and walk out. <laughs> I, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> this episode is a little off the off the chain, off as the you beaten will. Path. <laughs> so so George Black owned it from 1918 to 1958, and it was known as the Sleepy Hollow Lodge. Ooh, that sounds creepy now, but probably not back then. Yeah, I bet they had pumpkins and shit laying around everywhere. <laughs> Missing heads. Yeah. So during the Civil War, the property was owned. Then so later, after George dies, it's now owned by this guy named Harvey Sweeney and his family. <gasps> what? Sweeney. Sweeney. I feel like. Yeah, Todd Sweeney. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the same that's family? That's not part of Harry oh. Potter, though. Well, no. That. Right. <laughs> oh, that's Sweeney Todd. Yeah, Sweeney Todd, Todd, the Sweeney. barber that cuts. Sw- a- Sweeney Todd was uh, was wasn't Johnny that Depp. Johnny Depp? Yeah, yeah with the Scissorhands. Yeah. Edward uh, Scissorhands. So no, we're 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 going way down the rabbit hole. We've we've gone into. Well, I think directions. we started off before okay. we recorded. This, this is a whole entire. This is a whole ass rabbit hole. So carry on. (laughs) All right. Sirius Black owned it and then Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Okay. So in 1972, the house was renamed in honor of Brigadier General Elon Farnsworth. (laughs) 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 The ridiculosity of all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, man. All right. Well, he's very noble, Brigadier General. (laughs) All right. So um, the guy who owned it was this guy named Mr. Loring Schultz. So he named it the Farnsworth Inn. And it remains that way now. Okay, yeah, yeah. 1970 wasn't that long ago. Yeah, although it sure feels like it when you were born in it. Yeah, <laughs> the wrinkles on my face tell me that. <laughs> that's just from laughing. So uh, that's a long time to own an inn. He owned the inn for 51 years. Wow. He's getting up yeah. every morning and doing the bed and breakfast and making your bed and washing that shit and making the breakfast and, and all the eggs. All the people. That a lot of eggs. Yeah. yeah. Well, he must have loved it. I guess. Well, I don't know. I didn't ask him. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So even the Gettysburg Address procession passed in front of the Sweeney house. Oh, that's yes, cool. Yes. Uh, so I'll just read you a little quote from the Gettysburg Address because uh, we all suck at history. Quote, but the greatest of the great men that honored this occasion was President Lincoln, mounted on a beautiful bay charger. I'm assuming that's a horse. Mm-hmm. Like Saul of old, he towered a head taller than any man. He was a tall he man. He was a very tall man. And then on a tall horse on top of Yeah, him. he sat you and your horse. Riding into town, he sat gracefully bowing with the modest smile and uncovered head to the throng of women, men, and children that greeted him from the doors and windows. His modest appearance and dignified manners. (laughs) Times have changed. Yeah. (laughs) To say nothing of the noble speeches he made here has endeared him to the hearts of the people and added thousands of friends to him on that day. And then he got murdered later. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Yeah. yeah, and Mr. Sweeney and the house were utilized during the Battle of Gettysburg. That makes sense. So this is where we get into the paranormal charm. Uh, okay. Mm. The Schultz family claims that the inn has been haunted by as many as 16 spirits. Oh, soldiers? Well, I guess we're going to find out because I literally forgot after I wrote this. 
<laughs> It'll be a surprise to us both. Yay. Um, so each spirit has its own distinct personality and name. So basically, it's like an elementary school. <laughs> or my house. <laughs> both of our houses put together. Mm-hmm. So apparently, the inn has several rooms that are supposed to be, quote, hot spots mm-hmm. for specific spiritual activities for particular ghosts, such as the Sarah Black Room. So you remember Black? Yes, one it? of the owners. Yeah, so she they named one of the rooms after her. I don't think that she haunts that the room, but her room is haunted. Okay. It's supposed to be one of the most active rooms in which spirits that um and will have spirits that can be photographed from the street. No. No, thank you. No. <laughs> from the street. Yeah, man, it's, that's it's like our buddy um, oh, the handsome. Yeah, the, the ha- so handsome. Yep. yep. Robert, Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll. Thank you for. I love him. Love you, Robert the Doll. <laughs> the Sarah Black Room is located in the brick portion of the main house overlooking Baltimore Street. So you can rest in the lovely lace topped queen canopy bed. That sounds clean. Sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Probably going to bring my own sheets. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be plastic. And maybe some Lysol. <laughs> the antique marble top dresser complements the room and the private spacious black and white bathroom with a clawfoot tower and shub. Ooh. Or ta- ta- tub and shower. So I did see the pictures and it looks like it's from the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the tub's about like yay big. You could soak a foot or an elbow in. Yeah. Or a dead body. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So when the blacks owned it un- under the name Sleepy Hollow... They advertised their inn using the historical fact that the home had 134 bullet holes <laughs> riddled in the sides. Trip advisor, three stars. I would have given it four because the eggs were awesome, but there were bullet holes. <laughs> there were the bullet holes from the Battle of Gettysburg. I mean, that's the, I hope they sealed them up. Do you think they stuck like I, some putty in there? Maybe some gum? I love the fact that they just like advertise that <laughs> as being a feature. Like, hey, don't worry about dropping your fork. Just stick your fork <laughs> and knife in the side of the wall. You can look right through the window. I don't know why they don't call it the Holy Inn. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the best so the Battle of Gettysburg is the sole reason as to why many places in and around the city have been haunted. Obviously, yes. people. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the staggering amount of deaths occurred in the time, numbering in the tens of thousands. <sighs> Why are we hitting each other and murdering? Well, other and I can forensically take a stick and show you how it happened based on where. Well, you're- but that was back in the day when you like pulled the trigger, one bullet came out, you got to reload. I mean, 135 bullets must have taken days. <laughs> So why patch it up? Why? Uh, during the battle, battle of Gettysburg, the Farnsworth House Inn was occupied by Confederate forces who utilized the structure as a makeshift hospital and headquarters. Practice that was common during the war. We're just going to take over your house here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll take the eggs in the morning. Over easy, please. Yeah, I know <laughs> that this is a business establishment, but no longer. <laughs> I'm in room 12. <laughs> it's the OG zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Got to use it. So many of the surrounding homes and buildings were often used as centers of planning attacks and and treating the wounded. So there's like probably blood and stuff in there awesome. from back in the day. Yeah. Bullet holes and... Little DNA re- mm. review, yeah. 
Yeah, so as unfortunate as it was, these makeshift wards saw countless deaths and injuries to soldiers who were often treated by civilians. People just doing the, but here's a Band-Aid. <laughs> I don't know if they had Motrin. No, this is this is when the opioid crisis started. Oh, I feel like Taylor Swift sang a song about this. Oh, legit. Band-aids don't cover bullet wounds. wounds. Yeah. No, it's know. Motrin. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> during, during the third day of the Battle of Gettysburg, Union soldiers stormed the Farnsworth Inn, killing many Confederate soldiers who were who were posted within. And these snipers uh, had been stationed there to utilize the to utilize the towering structures and attempt to pick off Union soldiers as they crossed the nearby Cemetery Hill. Cemetery. I lived on Cemetery Road when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't yeah, sound good. Yeah, no, it's it's not a big uh, Zillow seller. Right. They're like, t- we're going to take over the hotel and turn it into like a huge shootout. It used to be called Bullet Hole Inn, but we've changed it to something snappier. <laughs> Something that people probably want to stay at. Like Sleepy Hollow. So back to the spirits of the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they uh, supposedly include an eight-year-old boy. Mm -mm. I don't like children ghosts. Why Just go, man. No. Jesus wants you to go. (laughs) Go towards the light. It's where the Pokemon are. (laughs) He's like, what's a Pokemon? (laughs) So uh, several soldiers and then a former midwife. All right. She's got to stay there and take care of the people. So they say that the soldiers continue to patrol the house. All right. I feel safer. Yeah. And uh, is they're, they're like stuck in a continual loop. Oh. That's what sucks. Yeah. Every it's, day is the Civil War. That's awful. <laughs> so bad. And they, But they've got to fulfill their military duties. <laughs> The watch has not been relieved. (laughs) Your watch is not over. Guests have reported hearing the sounds of heavy breathing. (laughs) I think that's pretty common in any bed 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 and breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing in there? It's a ghost. It's a ghost. ghost. Definitely a ghost. Yeah. Along with strong sense of cigars. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I like cigar smoke. I don't like cigar smoke. I... Hubs like went and bought some cigars one time and brought, he was in the place for literally three minutes. Yeah. Gets the cigars, buys them, comes out. And me and my oldest like got an immediate migraine and wanted to vomit. Oh. We had to take his shirt off. He had to take his shirt off, switch shirts and put it into a plastic bag that was completely tied up in the back of my grocery getter. You want to hear the best cigar story? Yeah. TCU was in the playoffs and we were playing Michigan last year and it was the semifinals before the Natties. And a friend of ours brought over my husband a cigar to smoke if we won. Mm-mm. Well, we won against Michigan and I smell cigar smell and it reminds me of family members. So I'll smell it faintly. I'm like, oh, it, it makes me feel calm. But I'm like, that smells like it's inside the house. He was so excited that he lit the cigar on our couch and was sitting in the middle of the living room. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, cigar smell in the hotel is, I imagine it's pretty overwhelming. Well, you can get away from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what is most certainly attributed to the ghostly midwife, guests have experienced the sensation of being tucked into bed. Oh, uh-uh. 
No, thank you. <laughs> I can get my own covers. <laughs> 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 nah. Um, I, I would rather have them. I mean, I, I guess I would rather have like. A kind ghost. Well, I would rather them tuck me in than pull them off because I'm cold all the time. Stop pulling my covers off of me. Like I said, I always check under the bed. If if something was going over or under me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, thank you. One of the more common encounters within the Farnsworth House Inn seems to occur only in the dead of night. Of course. Well, that's when you hear the things because the house is quiet. Yeah. In the empty attic, the sound of a Jew's harp can be heard playing tunes throughout the night. Did you just say a Jew's harp? Yep. Maybe there's a dreidel. Seems, I don't know. Seems a little anti-Semitic, but go ahead. <laughs> well, well, but everybody had just come from wherever. So there's lots of Jews like in New York and, you know. Okay. Why can't they play their harp page? It's just very particular, very particular. Racist. Baptist organ. Right in if you hate Paige right now. (laughs) (laughs) Baptist organ. Well, I'm sure it's like a... a, a, Pentecostal symbol. Like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Methodist bells. What's the one in the the, uh, organ? I hate organ music. I hate organ music, too. Stop playing it. Just, uh, hate it. Okay. So the- anyway, <laughs> believed to have, yeah, believed to have been played by a young soldier while at his post. Uh, this creepy event is sure to scare the socks off of anyone who might be staying there at night, which is why I don't wear socks. <laughs> I would if somebody was tucking me in at night. <laughs> I don't know. You'd be warmer though. Hmm. Yeah. Of course, the disembodied footsteps are also a common occurrence, as if pacing or patrolling up and down the halls. Take your boots off. Mm-hmm. Trying to sleep over here, and somebody just tucked me in and is playing me harp music. <laughs> and wanted to check my midwife area. I felt like that was unnecessary. People are trying to get some sleep around here. Keep it down. All right. So employees have attested to feeling the sensation of being followed around while working. Oh, that feels like having a child. I feel like that at home every single day. I turn around and there's my dog. (laughs) I don't owe you money, man. (laughs) Of course, when they turn around, no one's there. These footsteps are uh, said to be loud and obvious. Sounds like owning a pug. Literally, they follow you everywhere. You don't notice them until they're (laughs) staring at you in the bathroom. (laughs) That one video I sent you with the pug screaming. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, it sounds like teenagers. So uh, I can always I can always just reference everything back to a back to having a teenager. Ghastly silhouettes have been seen by many patrons of the inn, including its employees. And they say that apparitions are visible in several rooms quickly vanishing after making themselves known. I'm here. I'm not. Did you see me? Teenagers. Yeah. One such. Yeah. See, they disappear right when you want them to do the dishes. (laughs) What? Oh, you know what? I have to poop. Oh, Oh, what is that? Yeah. Oh, you know, the bowels. Dinner that I don't like. I've got to poop. Mm, Poops. So one such figure is predominantly seen in the dining room, while others have been witnessed sitting on the edges of the guests' beds. Nope. Nope. Get off my bed. I rented this room, ma'am. This is not a co-op. It's nope. not a hostel. I've been in a co-op and a hostel yeah. in, in Italy. Mm-mm. It's even be, been said that the mattresses will compress while the ghost is sitting. No, thanks. Mm-mm. 
while male, are you shaking your head no, like us? (laughs) Right in. If you've been there, write in. I would love to hear from any of our listeners that have been is there. Yeah. Is there a ghost currently assaulting you? Write in. But first call 911. It took my luggage rack. <laughs> While male apparitions are mostly seen at the Farnsworth Hotel uh, or House Inn, um, there are many accounts of female spirits thought to have lived with... Uh, within the residence long ago, said to be extremely lifelike, patrons have mistaken her as a staff member. Mm-mm. So they're like going to down to breakfast and they just think that she well, works there. We've got the cranky kitchen cook. Oh, okay. apparently there's a cranky lunch lady <laughs> and you ain't doing it right. Aren't they all though? <laughs> Eat I your vegetables. <laughs> She is described as being an older lady who's dressed in 19th century clothing and is most often seen roaming about between the hallways, taverns, and kitchen. She's been spotted looking over products. Sounds like her duties now. Yeah. (laughs) She's looking over products on the shelf and she's like, what shall we have for dinner? (laughs) Tong? For the 900,000th Potatoes. (laughs) Potatoes. In what appears to be an effort to make her presence known, she will sometimes frequent the restaurant area where she behaves rather rudely to the (laughs) eatery staff. (laughs) She's like, stand up straight and hold that plate right. (laughs) That's not enough vegetables. She has even been physical with them. One waitress claims to have been pulled from behind by her apron strings. (laughs) She almost falls backwards like, what the hell? Girl, don't put your hands on me. Mm-mm, trying to do my work. Tips in the world. Sounds like the lunch lady doesn't take too kindly to cooking that isn't hers. Yeah. <laughs> but if she's in a loop, is she cooking the same thing night after night? Apparently not, because she's just always staring at the shelves <laughs> <laughs> and giving the, ego, the evil eye to everyone. So far, she appears to be the only outwardly force, like the only outworldly the one that touches people the most and mm-hmm. like is aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. At the Farnsworth house in. She's the rude one. Yeah. I, I the lady. touching would throw me over the edge. Mm-mm. Don't touch me. I don't like you. I know. There is, however, a more lighthearted tale to be told out of the, out of the haunted happenings known to occur within the Farnsworth. A few years back during Halloween, <laughs> oh. a local radio station was doing a special broadcast from the inn that involved the crew dressing up in blue costumes. <gasps> oh, come on now. I know. In an interesting twist, they kept referring to the radio host as Captain. Oh. Their blue clothing and repeated use of Captain seemed to stir some shit up. Yeah, as it would. <clears throat> yeah, it stirred up the ghosts of the shoulder- s- soldiers um, who were then seen a lot more after that thanks guys way to wake up the dead thanks guys like we didn't have enough problems i lost my apron last week plates are smashed beds are made and then i mean that's good but then i'm sleeping in it while it's being whatever (laughs) they were running all over the inn as if they were fighting in the battle of gettysburg nah (laughs) well anyway That didn't turn out very well. No, no. (laughs) So presently, the Farnsworth Inn is a major tourist attraction for lovers of all things paranormal. Its rich history serves as a backdrop for all the outworldly activity that occurs inside its walls. Maybe they get on through the bullet holes. How do they get in? (laughs) Do they get in and out? Can they? I have questions. I've got a lot of questions. (laughs) Ghost walks and tours are available to the 
to the public, offering an inside look into the history that went into the making of the Farnsworth Inn and the fuckery inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I do love the history, but yeah, somebody yanking on my my apron strings. Don't it, yank my chain. Don't yank my chain. Yeah. So now we're going to go to the Chelsea Hotel. The Chelsea Hotel, and I got this from usghostadventures.com. Ooh. Yeah. We've got to do a shout out to the peoples with the blogs. Yeah. And these tours, I think, are so neat. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if... I, I did a ghost tour in Florida where we oh, we were in uh, Key West. Okay. Yeah, we went down to Key West. I've done one in Louisiana, and it, it set me for life. Oh, okay. Louisiana, you're going to find Yeah, New shit. Orleans, yeah. I know. 100%. Yeah, that's like voodoo land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, hel- the Chelsea Hotel was conceived in a utopia for New York socialites. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we're trying to be fancy up in this shit all the time. So we probably have covered a few people that lived in the area. Let's find out. Let's find out. So the architect that built the hotel was named Philip Hubert, and he was raised on this French philosopher, a guy named Charles Fourier's theories. And so he, this, this guy, Charles Fourier, is how, how he ended up, how Philip Hubert ended up creating the architecture behind the, it's like a utopian society or whatever. Okay. So yeah. the design and the yeah. architecture. All, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, there, he felt that there should be uh, like a self-contained settlement. So it's like a, it's kind of like a military base if I if I kind of think about it, where you yeah. you have everything that you need. You got stores, grocery stores, housing, water, electricity, all the things. What do they call that? Um, where people still do that today? Cabals. Oh yeah. 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 So Charles believed that everyone who was in every profession should have all of their needs met. That sounds awesome, buddy, but yeah. how do you get from A to Z? Yeah, he he sounds like a Canadian. I don't feel like this idea went too far if we're talking about <laughs> Yeah, because the Republicans haunted. were like, fucking work for yourself. <laughs> Shut up. Stop your wanking. <laughs> so after the stock market crashed in 1873, Philip decided to do a four, Fourierian... You're welcome. Experience. <laughs> Experiment. <laughs> I love the look on your face when you oh, saw it. I like. I had to blink a little. Um, he had planned to build apartment ho- um, houses in the city, and these apartments would be like a co-op. Okay. Which meant that the tenants would save money by sharing services and fuel. Co-op. Uh, and then this was the first co-op housing located in New York, and it was very successful. Yeah, they still have co-ops. Yeah, now. stop being judgy, Paige. Uh, I'm hey, I'm on board for it. Yeah, I like I do like a co-op. Hubert did his best to follow Charles's teachings, and he reserved um, apartments for those who had built the Chelsea structure. This included construction workers, interior designs, and plumbers. Speaking of plumbers, I'm watching White House Plumbers right now. Oh, really? It is hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is is it literally it the is, plumbers a- of the White House? No. Oh. It's about Watergate. It is hilarious. Oh. It is. Y'all got to watch it. It's hilarious. Okay. So anyway, Huber decided to surround these workers with musician, writers, and actors. All right. So we got workers. We got like blue collar working with like. Yeah. Utopian. Hoity-toity shit. 
the top floor of the building was designed with 15 different studios for artists. Ooh. I want to move there. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. Let's retire there. Yeah, well, paintings were hung in the common dining room from the Hudson River School. And the ceilings and halls were decorated with natural items. I like that. Like a... Blocks of wood? Plants. <laughs> plants guess. and wood. <laughs> Siri's having a conversation with us right now. That's Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, shut up. <laughs> it's always something weird when we tell the ghost stories. Remember it's last year when the lights flickered? The lights flickered and then I couldn't get that podcast uploaded for yeah. like five days. And then thanks, Robert. <sighs> we love you, Robert. The Chelsea was the tallest in the city at the time. So that was cool. Yeah. Not the tallest anymore. No. It had just 12 stories. Okay. There's like 600,000 stories buildings now, right? That's pretty That's, awesome, though, that at one point in New York, a 12, 12 stories building. was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stark difference from the high rises we see in New York today. In 1905, Hubert was forced to file for bankruptcy. Mm. The Chelsea was no longer apartment housing and was converted into a luxury hotel. And then after World War II, room prices fell during the decline of the hotel. Yeah, well, they would just come in and say, this is our hotel yeah, for the we time win. being. Yeah. Mine, 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 mine. In the last half of the century, when the hotel was in operation, it was used as an artist colony. I bet there was a lot of paint sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> Artists would meet and trade paintings for rent and money. And, uh, and some even lived in the building for free, just for trading their artwork. Uh, I wonder why it went out of business. Weird. It doesn't sound uh, fiscally responsible. Um, also, it's called a fiscal year, not a physical year. Stop saying it wrong. Really? People are out there saying that wrong? Yeah. Some people we know. Oh. Oh, dear. It's a F-I-C-F-I-S-C-A-L. Fiscal. Fiscal. That means money. Okay. Well, point her out next time we see her. Oh, I will. Yeah. Many tenants were disgruntled children of wealthy parents. <laughs> I'm so sad they were rich. I've <laughs> <laughs> been in the same hotel in the luxury. And they were looking for a way out, girl. Oh, as one It's does. just awful here with all the food and clothing that we have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tourists from around the world would pay for rooms to sit in the lobby and take in the art. So they turned it into like a, a museum. museum, yeah building was a living museum. Stanley Bard was in charge of who came into the hotel and how much they had to pay. Oh, so he's the bouncer. That sounds unethical, but go on. Yeah. His father was one of the three men that purchased the hotel during the, the decline in 1943. It was Stanley who took over the manager position in the 1970s. Later, the hotel was sold to King and Grove, a hotel chain working on renovating and restoring the property to its original glory. When was this? What year? The 70s. Oh, okay. So it was in the 1900s. It was recent where they were restoring it. Yeah, when we were born too. Hey, hey, last month of 79. I barely, I barely even knew 70s. You almost existed. didn't even make it. Exactly. You're still born in the 1900s though. <laughs> That's true. Now, now for the reason you're listening, the haunts ah. at the Chelsea. Did I do it right? Did <laughs> I do the voice right? <laughs> the haunts at the Chelsea. <laughs> we were told that we should deepen our voices when we talk about haunts. 
<laughs> from one listener. <laughs> yeah. Many, many folks ask why so many artists and radicals were drawn to the hotel. Was it the creativity that ran rapid into the halls or did something else entirely different draw them in? It's probably the co-op. <laughs> Is my voice deep enough? It sounds very scary. <laughs> One of the most famous ghost stories at the Chelsea is that of a woman named Mary. She was a survivor of the Titanic disaster. <gasps> oh, no. Well, she lost her husband, but she went on a little bit. So she, then, she got on top of the door. While well, her she was understandably depressed and distraught. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yep, she she hung herself on the fifth floor. She made it all the way through the she Titanic. She made it through the motherfucking Titanic. Titanic. And then, okay. I guess she liked her husband. Good for you, Mary. Yeah. <clears throat> I have nothing more to say about that <laughs> today. <laughs> wow, Mary. Mary, what's it like to like your husband? <laughs> I've been married 19 years. I. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, (laughs) maybe I'll delete this part out. Or not. I don't know. (laughs) These days, Mary hangs out on the western end end of the building. She hangs out. Yeah, she's often seen under the archway in the the hallway. It's said that Mary is always looking at herself in the mirror. Uh, Is she in the, like, position? I don't know. They call her the vain ghost. But since it's, I just literally thought of this. Since it's an artist hotel, she should be the the Van Ghost. <laughs> That's awesome! You just thought of that. <laughs> Change it immediately. <laughs> Trademark. So this is from uh, newspapers dot com. This was from March of nineteen twenty two. The headline was: "Woman leaps from window after cutting off her hand." <laughs> <laughs> what? I shouldn't read those while you're drinking water. <laughs> it sounds like it's ass backwards in order. What, what was going on in that room? So after cutting off her left hand with a pair of small sewing scissors. Oh, now. And throwing it under her bed. <laughs> That's why I look under the bed. <laughs> Mrs. Atelka Graf, 38 jumped from the fifth floor window of her apartment at the Hotel Chelsea yesterday and land... This is uh, March 6th, 1922. It wasn't yesterday. Uh, But it was yesterday in the newspaper. Um, So she jumped from the fifth floor window of her apartment at the Hotel Chelsea yesterday and landed on the third floor balcony. Her two ankles and left arm were fractured and her head and face (laughs) severely lacerated. Yeah. Yeah. Physicians at Bellevue Hospital were surprised that Mrs. Graff could have stood the pain of amputating her Her own own hand hand. with small (laughs) sewing scissors. Why do all that and then throw yourself out a window? Just do the window. I mean... Who the fuck cuts their hand off with sewing scissors? I've got a spork. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm just imagining sewing. Yeah. Uh, Mine, how do you get through the bone? I don't 
Okay. I don't understand. How do you get through the skin with <laughs> those sewing needles? My sewing scissors are dull as fuck. Yeah, mine like pop apart half the time. She she had been suffering from a nervous disease. I would say you so. think, yeah, <laughs> and also lack of feeling in her arm apparently. Oh. Okay. How do is, you open the window to jump out how, if you're? <laughs> did she open it first? And I don't know. Why'd she throw the hand at I have so many questions. <laughs> it's thought that she was demented at uh-huh. the time of the amputation. Yeah. Concur. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Graff, an Italian, arrived at the Hotel Chelsea a week ago to visit her parents. She came from Paducah, Kentucky. If I didn't say that right, my bad. Where her husband is in business. So she tra- she's an Italian lady and she was living in Kentucky. That's ha- Half the issue. Well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She brought her 11-year-old daughter, Cora, with her. <gasps> Maybe that's why she put the hand under the bed. Oh, my God. Yeah, she didn't want her to see. Wow. How much blood comes out of your... I have so many questions. <laughs> well, anyway, apparently she's haunting the joint. That's good. So she's walking around with her nub and her scissors. I don't know. <laughs> she cutting other people's stuff? I don't know. Yeah, she's so, in the laundry section. <laughs> this is when they started putting Bibles in drawers instead of yeah. scissors. <laughs> so another ghost is Nadia. Ten years after Mary had hung herself, the Times reported a young woman who had jumped out of the window. Lots of window jumping. Yeah. She had grown up in the hotel, spoiled brat daughter of a wealthy silk merchant. It's so awful to jump out the window to get away from these rich fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they lived in the posh suite in the hotel. The non-hand suite. Sounds sad. Yeah. Nadia, she was an artist, but her plans to pursue her vision were cut short when she met a handsome songwriter and ran away with him to get married. Her husband eventually slipped into alcoholism and left her alone with <laughs> her two. Is that how it happens? <laughs> That's how it happens. Okay. He just slipped right down that slippery slope. Oops, I'm drunk. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah, the bottle just landed right in my mouth. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, so he slipped into alcoholism and <laughs> okay. left her alone with her two children. And she didn't know what to do. So she returned to the Chelsea. As one does. And she pleaded to her father to return, please. And he said she could, but only under the condition that she do some fucking chores. Okay. So Eloise has some chores now. Bring some income in, girl. All right. All right. I imagine she's in her 20s or 30s. Sounds like 1920s tough love. Yeah. Get a job, bitch. All right. So <laughs> life became too much to bear. Uh-huh. It was awful. Mm-hmm. She had no time for her art anymore. <laughs> Let's not forget that she has two small children. Uh-huh. And she's living in a really rich... Anyway, she eventually had had enough, Paige. Uh, okay. Yeah. We all get there. I assume, although I can't find reports, that she offed herself. <sighs> yeah. She's seen roaming the halls and the sidewalk on 23rd. Where she's said to have died. She's seen as a transparent apparition with a long, wispy gown. Don't they all? Yeah. Well, did she get any rooms clean? No. Oh, okay. I think so. Another spirit is that of a man named Larry. Larry. (laughs) He says that everything inside the Hotel Chelsea is real. Walk outside the hotel's doors and you enter into an illusion. Oh, 
now that's a twist, Lair. Sounds like season 17 of American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, Larry tells us that there is indeed something underground. The oh. hotel, yes. I'm using the voice. <laughs> Long before the Chelsea Hotel was built, there was some power that is the genesis of the hotel's creative power. Oh, is it a morgue? Maybe there's like a hole down there that goes to China and there's like Satan living in there. Bullet holes in the wall. (laughs) And lastly, Larry has an important message for you, Paige. What is it? How one conducts themselves at the Chelsea Hotel is important. Not just the art, but how one lives their life at the Chelsea Hotel. Ooh. Yeah, you can find all that shit at U.S. Ghost Adventures (laughs) on Instagram. (laughs) So if you use scissors, like sewing scissors, cut off your hand, that's not Chelsea behavior. That is not appropriate behavior for the Chelsea. I like it. I kind of want to go stay there. I know. I want to stay at all the places. (laughs) Red trip. (laughs) So we transport ourselves now to the haunted Emily Morgan Hotel in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, that sounds so fancy. (laughs) Yeah, this comes from theemilymorganhotel.com. Okay. So straight from the source. Straight from the source. Now, I used to live in San Antonio, and I used to do photo shoots when I owned my photography company. Um, I used to do photo shoots down there all the time. And had I known that this shit was, like, haunted. Oh, yeah. Girl, I would have been staying all ball in there. (laughs) I would have been like, haunt me. Do it. But then I probably would have been murdered. And then we wouldn't have met. Oh, yeah, but I could have done a podcast episode on your murder. You could have. <laughs> but I wouldn't have the equipment. She, she murdered herself with a, with a sewing needle. Yeah, make sure it's right something the eye. very, <laughs> very distinct. She bled her toe out. Like your personality. <laughs> All right, so before the building was built in on the grounds of what is now the hotel, was uh, where the Mexican forces battled the Texans <gasps> in the long barracks of the Alamo in 1836. And I live there. I've been to the Alamo Hotel, and it's very small. Have you been to the Alamo? I have. And I stayed at, is it the hotel right across the street from it? It's uh, it's right there. It's like in the square. Yeah. 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 The hotel, the Alamo is really small. It is Like when I small. went there, I was like, that's it? It looks like a old pilgrim's it house sounds, sort of it sounds like it would be fucking enormous yeah yeah yeah, no, it's yeah it's like a little, size of a like a dining hall yeah like a little <laughs> stone shanty, <laughs> stone shanty. <laughs> but come come to san antonio yeah. tourism is great but according to uh Wee herman yeah there's <gasps> there's no basement there there's no basement <laughs> I think he died recently. He did. Yeah. I thought we should just maybe. I don't take like a him. We should do an episode on him oh, because he's a pedophile. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Him and Couchy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so over 600 men lost their lives very close to the hotel, where um, when it was originally built, the location was the Medical Arts Building. Medical Arts. <laughs> <laughs> like missing hands. What is that? Is there like a hand in a picture? Is it like like a Pollock drawing? Yeah. (laughs) There's like skin artistry. (laughs) Who was the guy that? (laughs) Gein. Ed Gein. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Ed Gein medical arts. That made furniture out of ears and stuff. (laughs) 
That guy's fucking weird. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, and it housed over 100 medical professionals from doctors to dentists. <laughs> a dentist is a doctor. Anyway, so it was even believed to have a section devoted to the care of those suffering from psychological conditions. Don't they all? Yeah. That's when it gets real charming, as they put it. Yeah, charm. Yeah. The charm of it all. An intriguing detail of the Gothic style building design is the gargoyles that line the exterior walls. I love a good gargoyle. Yeah. They're not creepy as fuck. <laughs> they depict various ailments and afflictions, highlighting the original purpose of the building. Oh, there's going to be one gargoyle for you that's like leaned over and it's, its like heart's a, hanging out of its lungs. It's got like a clown hat on it. <laughs> perpetually in the Just cough perpetually position. coughing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the building also had a morgue and crematorium. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where are you going to send the dead bodies? Providing for patients and their families from birth to end of life. Which could be one of the All in the same day. Mm -hmm. Like a Texas winter. Do we have that? Oh, it's February. Yeah, it's all in the same day. Those two weeks in February. Yeah, during spring break. Yeah. As with any historic building, the stories about the building begin to grow. The Emily Morgan Hotel in San Antonio is no exception. To eerie ghost shit. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, unquote. (laughs) The location and building's history have earned the Emily Morgan Hotel the reputation as one of the most haunted hotels in America. I feel like that's like, depending on what website you go to, there's got to be some official ranking. There has, like the Guinness Book of World Records needs to get involved. Yeah, top five at least. Because I think your story is also the most haunted hotel. Mm Mm-hmm. For me, it was Motel Holiday Inn. The staff and ghosts of the hotel have shared their stories about weird occurrences at the hotel. These moments of weirdness have led some to conclude that the hotel is haunted. Yeah. It's a conclusion. For example, the phone will ring in the middle of the night, and when picked up, there's no one at the end of the line. Teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Or a robo-dialer from India. Right. (laughs) A room attendant will clean a room and after emerging from the bathroom will find the pillows from the bed were tossed on the ground. Stop doing that. Yeah, moving stuff is nah. Well, it, unless they get paid by the hour and then it's okay. Put the put the pillows on the bed and then I'll be impressed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or you could leave them on the floor and then maybe they'll put them on That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You said put them on the Oh, you're saying the ghost puts Yeah, help me make the bed and then we're cool. I'm already dizzy. All right. (laughs) Sales manager spending the night returned to her room after dinner to find... Oh, a sales manager like you. Oh, super. So basically Paige went there. Yeah, they were wobbling down the... (laughs) (laughs) Tired with their shirt inside out. What the fuck? (laughs) We got the sale. (laughs) (laughs) So she returned to her room after dinner to find the bathtub had been filled with blue water mm. <laughs> <laughs> at least it was blue that's not like red. toilet cleaner or hmm. or formaldehyde yeah what was it really was it mouthwash do you have gingivitis <laughs> <laughs> the staff has made several reports of seeing doors closed for no reason settling yeah and feeling a presence near them teenagers <laughs> on certain floors but no one else around no one's there and they have no Who pugs in the hotel. Guests have heard what was described as hospital carts outside their door. <laughs> Bring out your dead. 
Sewing scalpel. Out your dead. <laughs> scalpel. Sewing seasons. <laughs> I'm not sewing dead scissors. yet. <laughs> and on the 14th floor has a distinct smell of antiseptic and band-aids. <laughs> <laughs> like use. I know that smell, but. Well, insulin smells like band-aids. Ugh. And so like every time I give my oldest his insulin, it's. It smells like band-aids. Mm. Weird. The elev- we need to make scented band-aids. Oh, that's a great Trademark. idea. Yeah. Trademark right now. The elevators will stop at various floors for no clear reason. Maintenance. I mean, I feel like I've solved all the problems. Yeah. It just sounds like Texas settling. Yeah. And so you know how dusty it is and there's like ragweed mm-hmm. down there? Well, video cameras have captured orbs a term used by paranormal investigators to describe bright floating lights around the hotel. Or people with migraines. That's what I was Mm going to say. Or (laughs) ragweed. (laughs) (laughs) Seasonal pollen. (laughs) Some guests have reported seeing a woman in white. Why are they always wearing white? Yeah. Walking the halls. I like rarely wear white. Walking the halls. Um, and others have reported shadows moving along walls where no shadow should be. But it seems like um, like, like headlights sometimes make shadows go across. So that one's solved. Okay. <laughs> Emily Morgan Hotel follows the traditional superstition of a lot of hotels and it doesn't have the 13th floor. What many people do not know about the hotel is on the 14th floor, there isn't a room 1408. Mm, why? The room numbers stop at 1407 by design, and the next room is the Duke Suite. When you add the numbers 1 plus 4 plus 0 plus 8, you get 13. <laughs> so did... Okay. Mathing. Mm. Hotel math. Hotel motel. Yep. And so that is the end of the story there. So we need to hit up New York... What were uh, San Antonio? What was the first one? Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Gettysburg, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, now over to you, Paige. Yeah. I mean, I have one more, but I feel like I want to hear your story because it's like fifty-eight pages. Uh it's we will kind of hit hit and miss on some of the history of it, but I've actually stayed at this hotel and had experience at the hotel. A supernatural. What was it? Were uh, they in the mirror? I don't want stuff in the mirror. I don't want things written on the mirror. I don't want anything involving a mirror. I don't like mirrors. So I've printed off some photos so that you can see because uh, the hotel's actually changed quite a bit over the years. Yeah. But we're going to so be... it's very dark and ominous. Mm-hmm. Looks very Bates Motel, doesn't it's very, it? It's very Bates Motel. We're going to Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which... Everybody gives Arkansas a hard time, but it really is beautiful when you get in the hot springs area. You mean Arkansas? Arkansas. We're going to hot springs for our fall break. Don't stalk me there. <laughs> Don't do it. Well, wait until you go to the hot springs, like the mineral baths, where you're naked with other members of the public. With other naked people? Yeah. Great. <laughs> in Arkansas. Sounds fine. Well, this hotel is like really cool. There's like balconies. It's kind of like southern balconies, like on the front porch. And then it's got like, it's very pointed on the top. So it kind of gives that like ominous. Yeah. Victorian type Yeah, Victorian. Yeah. Yeah. So the hotel was actually built um, 
It was built in the 18, like back in the early 19th century. But even today, tourists can pay to go into one of their natural spring bathhouses, which I didn't when I was there for business because it's so. Well, that's why you got haunted. Yeah. Well, you're not following directions correctly. I I may go back and we'll (laughs) we'll take a bath together. I don't know what happens. Let's all take a bath. Yeah, that's going to be there September 29th. So the the natural hot springs, which is where Hot Springs, Arkansas, gets its name. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean hot, but yeah, it's supposed to cure aches and pains and sickness. And back when the railroads started going through, everybody still thought people were witches, and you could cure. I am a witch currently. Yeah, (laughs) you know they have one of those in uh, Costa Rica too. We we went to it on our honeymoon. Oh, yeah, it it was really cool. Yeah. Was it outside? Because a lot yeah, of the outside. Hot- okay, mm-hmm. I will give it a go. Yeah, there was like monkeys swinging in the trees. <gasps> it was wild. Really? Yeah, we went to uh, Liberia, which oh. is like on the northern border where all the gorillas are. So we almost got murdered, but that's fine. <laughs> Four stars for the <laughs> one for the gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, the monkeys were great. <laughs> like gorillas with guns, like those kind of gorillas, like humans. Oh, like those Charlie in ca- the trees. Like, uh, you know. Combat people who are murdering people. Gorillas. Oh, was that in the... Like military gorillas. Was that in the brochure for your honeymoon? No, because it's the other country north of it. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I went to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, back to Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, the former governor of Arkansas and U.S. Senator Clayton Powell, he teamed up with a railroad tycoon buddy of his, and they were like, okay... We need to come up with a reason for people to stop in this area. So we're going to make it a destination spot. And we build. need to come up with a reason to stop here. Yeah. Like a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> Other than the big, like, balls of mineral, whatever that you can hop into. They're like, let's give them some entertainment. Make it Branson, <laughs> Missouri for the South. I love it. For the South South. Southish. Yeah. <laughs> so the hotel opened its doors in 1886, and it's overlooking the heart of the town. So if you look it up, it's really on this cliff. But when I went there, it overlooked like across the street. It's in the middle of town. A Walmart. A you need a biscuit spelled U N E E D A biscuit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Sounds you, quaint. Yeah, if you're in Eureka Springs and you need a biscuit. <laughs> I feel like I need a biscuit right now. You've got somewhere to go. <laughs> so all they had all of these stonemasons come in from Ireland and they were help building it. And, and they actually got it constructed in two years, which is... The Irish can build some shit. Heck yeah, Seriously. they did. They yeah. were on a mission, but they built 18-inch walls, several towers, like you were saying, the overhanging balconies. It's really a beautiful setup, but when the hotel, I don't know, it also kind of looks like The Shining from what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of dark wood, big, like stone fireplace that you imagine people. Yeah. When you walk in, you get like the heaps and you're like, something, something. So I booked my hotel 
because I needed to be there for business and I didn't do any research. I was like, this looks nice. So I booked my hotel and it does I look nice. walk in. I'm like, wow, I feel like Jack Nicholson is yeah. uh, <laughs> out in the garden. <laughs> Here's, Johnny. Here's Johnny. So when they first opened it, all these people came and it was beautiful and they had several famous people stay, military people. And so it really became quite a destination spot for Arkansas. As planned. Yeah. Willie Nelson had, had been there as well. <laughs> Willie Nelson's been everywhere. <laughs> He's been everywhere. He's like 900 years old. And I think it's so funny. He, he actually saw a, uh, an apparition or a supernatural event. I'm like, yeah, but it's Willie. You could have been high. He was high, but it's it, kind of high a little bit. <laughs> so what makes this beautiful resort destination uh, haunted? It was actually... Dead people? Is it the dead people? Many dead people. <laughs> nice. So Dr. Norman Baker, and this is him. And I sort of say doctor in quotation marks. Yeah, doctor. Because Norman. he was never certified to be a doctor. He just rolled into town. He just plays one on TV. Yeah. Yeah, badly. He looks like a criminal. Yeah, looks crazy, huh? He also has some some sort of growth on his eyebrow. Maybe he could take care of that. <laughs> well, uh, he had a concoction, uh, but what he did was he purchased the hotel in 1837. And oh, okay. You Doctor, know how, Dr. Weirdo bought it. You know how you were talking about the bullet holes being advertised? Yeah. He decided, let's turn this, this place into a uh, cancer-curing hospital. Well, wasn't he like somewhere else before? He was like in Iowa or something. And they ran him out of town. They were like, bro. Yeah. You ain't a doctor. (laughs) Well, at least he's got the the hot springs on his side. He was like, I'm going to buy this hotel and it's going to cure cancer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So his elixir that cured cancer was actually made of, (laughs) it was called like, uh, Formula Five was very NASCAR sounding. <laughs> so I know I was like, "Do you put it in your race car?" I know it. It was alcohol, carbolic acid, ground watermelon seed, clover leaves, and corn silk. All right. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to go make that Acid's into a everything. soap because it doesn't sound medicinal. <laughs> you just add a little life flakes, you'll be fine. Yeah, and then hop in the hot lava <laughs> pool of steam, you're you'll be fine. Watermelon seeds. Well, for taste. Oh, right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> covers up the clover. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. It. yeah we've yeah. got watermelon. Flavor. Is there a four leaf clover in there? No, there's there's a lot. <laughs> so. It, you know, at the time, people noticed that there were guests that had just gone missing, but people would roll into town, work for the railroad, slip back out. So, you know, it was harder to keep track of yeah. people back then. No GPS tracking No back then. GPS. Well, back in 2019, which really wasn't that long ago. That's like a couple years ago. Yeah. Four to be exact. Yeah. A landscaper was working on, they're trying to clear out this extra parking area for the hotel and she's back there surveying the area and they start digging and uh she discovers uh that they found bottles buried on the edge behind the hotel but not just bottles i thought you were gonna say a foot oh i 100 percent percent i thought you were gonna say a foot she found feet she in found, jars. In, uh, were, inside the bottles. Look how many were There's back so there. Many. 
It looks like when you do an excavation, like of Dorothea's front lawn. Yeah, well, and down like down in you know down in South America when they do like excavations or mm-hmm. like in Egypt. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bottles. So they actually brought in the uh, the local university and their Arkansas Archaeology Survey, which is part of the university. Uh, figured <laughs> Arkansas out- Archaeology. Do you think they a- spell it with a K? They spell it A-A-S, which would be much funnier if it was A-S-S. It would be way funnier. Yeah, but, but I Archaeology imagine... doesn't start with an S. Yeah, they're not yeah. big jokesters either. I don't it could imagine. be Sarkeology. That would be yeah. our degree. Yeah. Snarkeology. <laughs> <laughs> so they come across this doctor, the doctor from the early 1900s, uh-huh. Dr. Baker. They found his dump site. Yeah. For all of these people that had gone missing and body parts, fingers, eyeballs, and it had been kept pretty well because formaldehyde is formaldehyde. Oh, he put it in formaldehyde. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they were just coming across these yellowing and black molasses looking jars. Yes, a cup of sludge. Cup of sludge. Mm. Yep. Get your day started. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like Folgers, except <laughs> Can't sludgy. that shit with a straw. You got to use a spoon. <laughs> That's right. So you can actually now go into the... Uh, he was sent to Leavenworth, by the way, because he killed a bunch of people. <laughs> it's only one Leavenworth. Levin, There's no S in the middle. I do that with I everything. Know. Kroger's, Hobby it's, Lobby's. It's TCU. It's not just yeah. <laughs> I understand. You should have ate the twin. You would have been smarter. It was also because I was adopted. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the hotel has been... Uh, repurchased since then by the Rennick couple. It's it's Mary and Elise, Marty and Elise. Anyway, they've they've redone the hotel. It's still very creepy in the sense that it's dark wood, these narrow halls. Yeah. Um, Just you, thinking about it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking at these shelves in this picture. Like, it it kind of looks like a pharmacy pharmacy shelf. That's what you can see on the ghost tour that was taken from the excavation of his dump site. Is the ghost tour like a different, is it inside the hotel? Yeah, and around the hotel and below the hotel. They just have people's body parts Mm -hmm. in the hotel. You got to get your money's worth. Yeah. I don't like this. (laughs) So. (laughs) I don't want to see when I'm trying to relax on the weekend, girl, yeah. I don't need to see a finger floating around next to a fucking eyeball. Just wait till you get, <laughs> till I show you the guest rooms. Oh yeah, I bet I'm going to love it. Yeah. So it's, this is one of the most haunted hotels in the United States and stupid. Yeah, because they're pissed. They're like, where's my finger? Yeah. I'm missing an eyeball for two decades like, now. Where the fuck is it? Yeah. Well, Baker. It's in the garden. Buried it out back. I booked my hotel in my 20s thinking it's, it's a, hotel. a hotel. Yeah. So um, I I thought we'd cover a little bit of what, of what other people have experienced at the hotel, and then I'll tell my story and we can wrap this bad boy up. No, I want to hear all the parts. Everybody wants to hear all the things. All the scaries. Yeah. Yeah. 